Hallelujah. I got to tell you, uh, I appreciate the prayers and, and the well wishes and stuff that I received when I was kind of doing my time, as it were, in quarantine. Um, I appreciate it. And I want you to know there are other ministers of God, uh, same suffering similarly. Uh, one of our friends, his whole family got it. And, you know, praise, praise God, they're all doing well, they're doing better. God is blessing. Um, but I got to tell you, and those of us who were together, Wednesday was my first kind of night back, and, and I enjoyed being with the group. We had a good group here. Um, I don't know why some of you don't come. Um, if you have another place that you're studying the Word, awesome. If you have something else, you're working, whatever, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to bring any condemnation. Couldn't anyway if you're in Christ. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But my brothers and sisters... We are living in the last days, and on Wednesdays, I, I, on Wednesday, I was so struck, and I just I couldn't help it. I'm seeing what's happening in Afghanistan, and I can't. I I I really get worked up. I I can't believe what's happening. And my brothers and sisters, you know, we pulled out just that quick. Evil rushed in. Evil was waiting there so that when there was no more restraint. It rushed in, and now we have... It's, this, is, this is happening. People are being slaughtered right now. Christians. Girls, even, even Muslim girls who... Uh, now, remember, it's been 20 years since they were in charge, approximately. So they started having a government that was a little bit less... Um, uh, what's that? Sharia law-like. And so women were actually allowed to drive and to show up in plug, public without burqas and stuff. But now women who are showing up in public without their burqas are being killed. So now listen, I, I am all about um, being on the side of our brothers and sisters and lifting up prayers, but I am also concerned that a country that says we're so for human rights and women's rights are letting people get killed because they will not wear a burqa. So now watch. Here's what we... In Thessalonians... I can't... I, I, in Second Thessalonians, it tells us that, listen, the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Remember, the apostle is speaking to the church then. He said, it's already at work. And says, listen, my brother says, listen, it's already at work. However, there's still a restraint. And when we are out of here, we, his church, when we are out of here, that's exactly what's going to happen. You see how quick evil came in and, and just totally took dominion. That's what's going to happen when the church gets called out of here. It's not going to be just in one place. It's going to be worldwide. When the church gets called out of here, my brothers, right now we are the only things that are holding back the full evil a little bit. But when we get pulled out of here, when the Lord Himself descends from the heavens with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead are going to rise in Christ first, and then we which are alive and remain should be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet Him in the air, and then when that happens, I don't want any of you left here. Because if you see what's happening right there, it's going to be worse here, there, everywhere. No more restraint. And I didn't know that. I, I'll tell you, I didn't want to there but it's crushing me if you think about that my brothers and sisters can you imagine if you were there and it was your children that you had to worry about being on the street can you imagine could you imagine that could you imagine that you are listen our brothers and sisters in Christ are already suffering we gave them a list of the people that we wanted to get out of there cave who the enemy the enemy knows exactly who they need to hunt down and kill are you kidding me right now 
oh, Tony, why? I came to church on Sunday not to hear that. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, if that doesn't grab a hold of your heart, if that doesn't keep you praying for somebody other than yourself, then you're not born again. My brothers and sisters, we have, we've, we're suffering. We've, we've got pain. We've got everyday issues that we've got to go through. But right now, we don't have to worry about somebody coming to our house because we may have had a Bible app on our phone, or we may appear on some list that we were sympathetic to the Americans, and they're going to drag us out of our house, kill us, and take our house. Oh, Tony. Yeah, it's happening. And here we are. My brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to... What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what we do. On Wednesday, we had a group of people here who got serious, who prayed in the Spirit, who prayed who prayed, who rebuked the enemy. And we'll continue to do that. I don't understand how the Lord is going to work all of that out. I just know that He will. I don't understand how the Lord can bring strength and comfort in the middle of that situation. I just know that He will. My brothers and sisters, just because we have it a little bit easy, man, we should be just as serious because those are our brothers, that's body of Christ over over there suffering right now. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know why I went there. But my brothers and sisters, we are living in the very last day. And it's time that we get serious about our walk with God. I don't want you left behind. I don't want any of your children left behind. I don't want anybody who's ever come in contact with me or my family or this ministry to be... I don't want anybody to be left behind. But certainly not anybody who's been under this teaching, this ministry, or our families. Certainly knowing that I know, knowing that I... Come on, are you with me? Knowing in my atmosphere. How... How can I be a Christian and think that that's okay or just be so blasé about it? I can't. The problem is I can't. And I know people think I'm a fanatic. I know some of my own family members think that I'm off my rocker. But if they listen that much and if they think that I'm off my rocker but somewhere along the line God knocks on the door of their heart and they let Him in and they get raptured out of here. Hallelujah! I'm the biggest stinking fanatic lunatic that you ever met. I'll be a fool for Christ. Now, I don't know where I'm going, Lord. I need your help. So, Lord, please, lead, guide, and direct everything that's said and done here. I'm going to go ahead and go into James, chapter 1, <coughs> beginning in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, Lacking nothing. So now listen, listen to me. Well, now when this is talking about patience, the first thing, I, I was never really, patience wasn't one of the fruits of the Spirit that really operated strongly in Tony's life. I see my wife back there with his grin, and she will probably testify to this, so I do expect at least an amen from the back of the room. When she prayed for me to have patience, boy, did I get put through the fire. Amen. She's sorry she prayed for patience for me because I got put... So now, <coughs> excuse me, let me just say, when this is talking about patience here, this is not just strictly saying that we're able to put up with, you know, the kids are acting a fool and I'm, I'm more patient with my kids than I've ever been. Is it part of that? Absolutely it is. Should, should that be part of, of who we are, part of our character as it relates to God? Absolutely it should be. But this is not speaking to that. This is talking to an endurance 
not just enduring your kid's bad behavior. Or No, this is talking about the fiery trials. We read in Peter. Peter talks about fiery trials. You know, in our, our faith, it has to, we have to be tested. We have to, listen, uh, some of you have, have endured uh, this COVID thing. I mean, you've been through this fiery trial. It's not pleasant. Some people, it's a little bit harder. I'll be honest with you, this past week, I learned of two acquaintances and one that I've known since I've been in years, almost 30-something years, have passed away from COVID-related complications. It's not pleasant. It's not fun. It's not, you know, nothing about it. But obviously, my brothers and sisters, we have to endure these things. And, and this is what this patience is talking about. Constancy. Endurance. Listen. This is talking about going through some things and not losing, listen, not losing your faith, but having your faith strengthened. Not looking for help from somebody other than God. Not looking for plan A, B, C, D, E, F. But knowing that God is right in the middle of that with you. And he's either going to, listen, he's either going to go through it with you, he's going to bring you out of it instantaneously. Either way, it doesn't matter. God will not leave you or forsake you, and you're not looking for somebody else. You're not looking for another answer. You're not looking to somebody else for an answer. But no, you're with God 100%. Sure enough, I'm depending on God. That's what it's talking about, patience and endurance. Amen? Amen. Cheerful. Now, that's a little bit tougher. Not always cheerful. Hallelujah. Come on. But, my brothers and sisters, better than I used to be. Some of you, better than you used to be. Why? Because you're still following God. You're still in there. You've got to have this constancy. You have to have that word working in you. You have to continue to be blessed by Holy Spirit so that you can achieve these things. No, no, no. So that He achieves them through you. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So listen now, I'm remaining hopeful. This is what this is talking about when he's talking about patience. The testing of our faith produces patience. When we're put through these trials and these tests, when these things happen to us, all of a sudden we understand. Listen, (coughs) excuse me. How many of you have, have, have experienced some tests and trials in your Christian walk? Okay, now let me ask you something. Now that you've been through that and some of the other stuff that you handle in your faith, it's different, isn't it? You know, some of that stuff that used to trip you up all the time, that stuff that used to make you, you remember what some of those things that used, that bad word used to be right here, almost came out your mouth, right? Remember that? Remember that? Those things that almost made you flip somebody off. Come on now, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm being real. Okay, some of that stuff that almost made you want to grab somebody by the throat and smack them around a little bit. Come on now. Come on now, no, no, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm being real, let's be real. Okay, some of that stuff that used to, that used to make it rise up in you that way, not the same, is it? No. Why? See, this is what this is talking about because that part of you was tried, it was put to the test, and you stayed constant with God. And so now some of the things that the enemy of your soul could throw at you, he can, don't even bother. Don't even bother, enemy. You used that ploy one too many times. God has already tempered me in that area. Holy Spirit has blessed me. No, you better break something else. Hallelujah. And if you break something else, I got something else for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so listen, perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I don't need to go anywhere else or to anybody else. God is my source. Verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask, listen, listen, let him ask of God who gives liberally and does not bring any condemnation to you whatsoever, does not 
you know, chide you or, man, what are you coming here again for? What are you asking me for now? No. If you go to God, He gives it to you liberally and He wants you to come to Him. You're, you don't have to feel weird or bad or, oh God, here I am again asking you for this help, asking you for that help. No, God wants you to come to Him, but especially to ask for wisdom. I'm going to read something to you. Please bear with me. All right, I'm just, there's so much in Proverbs about wisdom, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit right here about why it's so important. My son, if, Proverbs chapter 2, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands with you so that you incline your ear to wisdom... And apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search her as her hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Hallelujah. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the ways of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of up, up, uprightness. I'm sorry, who, who leave the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who deva- Listen to this, my brother and sister, a lot of words here. Let me just say this. There are so many voices right now talking to so many of our young people, of our, of our African American people, of our white people, of our whatever, name it, women. And you hear me say this all the time, and I'm going to continue to say it. Because the enemy of your soul and mine is trying to divide us on all levels, trying to brainwash our kids into thinking. Why? Because he knows if he can get them thinking according to the flesh, without wisdom, he's got them. He's got them. And my brothers and sisters, I'm not witless. I heard something so silly this week that I could not believe it. But it's happening. And there may be somebody in here who can testify. There are actually literally testimonies of people who their kids are being told in schools by teachers that they don't really shouldn't listen to their parents anymore because time has passed them by. Now, I'm not, I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. So this woke generation is like nothing but the Tower of Babel. Yes. Teaching kids, young people, I mean, just ridiculous things. And my brothers and sisters teaching it as truth. And our young people, and now even not so young people, are believing it. Now you could say yes and you could sit there, but you better watch what you're, what you're uh, writing on Facebook and what you're paying attention to and what you're passing along. Because I'm telling you, if you're passing along the BLM propaganda, you're just as bad. I'm telling you that if you're preaching any kind of thing that says this race over that race, or this race is wor- better or worse or whatever, then you better get, you better get saved. You be- I don't care what they're telling you, and I don't care how much you think that your race has been discriminated against, or I don't care how good you think your race is. White people, yellow people, it doesn't matter. We're all one in Christ. We are all one. So if you don't ascribe to that, if you are a black Christian, if you are a white Christian, if you are an Asian Christian, if you are a Spanish Christian, you are not a Christian. Whoa, it got quiet in here, didn't it? Whoa, it was really quiet. There are no 
African-American Christians. There are no American Christians. There are no Asian Christians. There are just Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, see, it's, so what, Tony, why, how did you get there? Because that is, listen to the wisdom of the world. Look at what they're telling our young people. Look at what they're trying to tell you and to tell me. Can't happen. Shouldn't happen. That's why the wisdom of God is so important. The truth of God, the word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so I don't know, man. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven to tossed by the wind. For let that man not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man or woe man. Unstable in all his ways. I like the, the New uh, Living Translation says verse 8 this way. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. Where are your loyalties? Come on, Tony. Church, where are your loyalties? Come on. Am I divided? Am I divided? Do I, you know, is, 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 am, am I paying attention to the wisdom of God? Am I paying attention to the, the, to the word of God? But then when things get a little bit hairy or it doesn't seem to be going my way, do, am I looking for something or some other wisdom, some wisdom of the world? Am I looking for someone to interject something, someone to speak something into my life that may or may not be the truth? But because in that moment it serves my emotion, because in that moment it makes me feel a little bit better, then, okay, that's good, that's God. No. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a, as, as a minister of God, I mean, it's... All these years, and even now, you know, we all go through things, ups and downs, and then, I'm, but I'm, oh, I'm taken back by the number of people who will say things and and believe things that are totally not true and, and not count on what God has said. But be so quick or willing to listen to the wisdom of men. I, I don't know if this is going to make sense to you or not, but it, after uh, a couple of days of this COVID thing, you know, I had that fever and I didn't want to infect anybody, so immediately I went to, to clinic to get tested. That Sunday morning, I woke up real early. Michelle and I went down, and, and we, I, I, I tested positive, obviously. And thanks to Pastor Rondell for coming at such short notice and filling the pulpit for me. But my brothers and sisters, I didn't feel real, real bad. had a headache and just had a fever. But within a couple of days, I started to feel a little bit bad, and the cough started getting... Now, I think it was day two or day three. I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but they, I started coughing up blood. And so I didn't tell Michelle, because I knew what she would have did. The, the ambulance would have been at the house. I mean... I, or she would have been calling all to you. My, Rachel would have just absolutely strung me up and t- took me to the hospital herself. But listen, I didn't want to go to the hospital. But I'm coughing up blood, and I'm thinking, okay. At the same time, I have uh, other friends and, and acquaintances who are going through some similar situations. One of my friends, his whole family got it, and uh, his doctor, they, pres- they prescribed something. They put him on some kind of an IV thing that minimized the symptoms and the duration. So, well, hey, that sounds good. I'm in. So, because when, when I'm coughing up blood, I said, this isn't good. This, this can't be good. So, uh, I told Michelle, just tell the, ask the clinic there if I could just come in and grab something and, you know, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Well, they wouldn't tell her anything because she's my wife, she's not me. And so then they got, they got me on the phone and the, and the doctor says to me, 
well, what's going on? I said, well, what's going on? And I didn't tell her. I made sure she wasn't in a room. I'm coughing up blood. You need to go to the hospital. I said, wait a minute. I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm just wondering because I know friends and other people who have been prescribed certain things that are working. No, there's no proof that anything works. I can't, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm kidding you not. I'm not making this up. Why am I saying this to you? Because in this room, you guys know, some of you know, that there have been things that have been prescribed and have worked. Amen. Okay, so now watch. That's a doctor. That's a doctor. And the doctor's telling me we won't prescribe anything because nothing works. There's no proof that anything that anything works. Okay, goodbye. I'm not going to the hospital. So now I'm saying, okay, God, if this is going to take me out, so be it. I'm throwing myself. I said, well, you know what? This doctor that I went to, I don't go to the doctor. And listen, when I'm saying this to you, I'm not bragging or boasting. I promise you I am not. It may even be a weakness of mine. I don't know. All I know is I don't like going to the doctor. I don't. If I have to go, it's only because Michelle makes me go because she says, if you don't go, then you can't see the grandkids. (laughs) No, she used to do that all the time. Like if I had a cold or something, you can't see the grandkids unless you go get checked. I'm not letting you give the grandkids some kind of illness or whatever. But how long, how long ago was that? Anyway, I told her, listen, call the doctor that I go to once every umpteen years or whatever it is. Call him. Just tell him what I got. Tell him to see if they'll prescribe it. This is what they said. Listen, listen to this now. Listen to this. We won't even see him or prescribe anything for him because he's not been here in so long. Okay, wait. That's wisdom. So watch. I didn't tell her I was coughing up blood, so in fairness to them, they didn't know I was coughing up blood. But the fact that we're not going to see him because we haven't seen him in a long time. He doesn't come here. Oh, and by the way, they didn't throw this in, but they could have. Whenever we tell them what to do, we don't do it anyway. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, that's the wisdom of the world. That's the wisdom of the world. So now when that report came back to me, I said, okay, God... This is fine with me. This is good with me. I'm going to throw myself at your feet. You do with me what you want. If you're calling me home, let's go. Let's go. This world has nothing for me, and I'm ready to go. However, Lord, if you want me to stay here, then heal me. And guess what? That day, that was the second day. After that, no more blood. No more blood. You know what? I'm oh Tony, your faith. No, no. It's not faith. It's not listen, I am not going to subject myself to these human beings who pretend to know everything and know nothing. Oh, I'm not going to sit here and stand here and say to you that no doctor is worth it, and blah blah blah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, don't trust him. I'm not saying that. Please don't mishear me. Okay? But my brothers and sisters, who will I trust more? Who will I trust more? Are my loyalties divided? No. No. There's only one who died for me. There's only one who paid the ultimate price for me. Only one. And he says that he will never leave me or forsake me. He's, listen, he says that his plans for me are good and not evil. So I'm going to trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, let's go to Romans together. You're going to love this. <laughs> I'm loving it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. Did you hear that? Okay, look. The law could not change anybody. It can only point out the sin. That's what this is saying. The law couldn't change anything. The only thing it could do was to point out that every human being is sinful. And there is not anything that you can do to change it, and there's not enough good works that you could do, even every work of the law, because the law was impossible for you to keep. If you, you, that's the first five books. You, you, you couldn't keep it. Come on now. Okay? I'm not trying to make any of my Jewish brothers angry, but let's just say how it is. Very plainly and succinctly, listen, by the works of the law shall no flesh be saved. Without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sin, which the law pointed to. But there was only one, God, taking a body himself. In the likeness of sinful flesh, he took a body himself, but lived a perfect life. He defeated sin in the flesh, and then went to the cross and spilled his perfect blood, so that you and I would have a sacrifice once and for all. Hallelujah, sister. Amen. 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 He, listen, now look at, me, look at this with me. He condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteousness... Whoever's got a phone going, would you please stop it? Thank you. He condemns sin, condemns sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. In us. The righteousness requirement of the law is fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Did you see the qualification there? So now, my brothers and sisters, what is this saying? Well, see, we've got to keep the law in the Spirit. No, Jesus already kept the law. What we have to do is walk by His Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? See, I don't have to worry about what the law says. He already fulfilled it. Now I've got to worry about what He says. Oh, come on. This is good stuff. This is awesome. I don't have to worry about the first five books of the Bible. Oh, yeah. <coughs> do I love them? Yes. Are they important? Yes. It was important enough for Him to fulfill them. He fulfilled them. So now that I walk according to His Word, I walk according to His command, I walk according to the, listen, to the example that He set. I walk according to His commands. But look at here's the great thing about it. He gave me His Spirit. Now I'm walking according to the Spirit that He placed inside of me. He's given me an understanding of what this Word says. And so now I walk according to Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. And then, listen, so do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Look at verse 6 with me. This is important. For to be carnally minded is death. Did you hear that? But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. My brothers and sisters, you see what this is saying? Again, let's go back. Let's look. Where are my loyalties? Where are my loyalties? See, if I, am I double-minded? Am I thinking about you know, what's going on in this world and living my lifestyle, the lifestyle that I kind of really uh, always wanted to? I wanted to have this kind of house. I wanted to have this many cars. I want to have that many kids. I want to have this kind of job. I want to, listen, I'm not saying all those things. I'm not saying any of those things are sinful. But my brothers and sisters, if that's your priority, or if that takes any priority at all over your relationship with God, and listen, you're thinking about the spiritual aspect of your life first. If you're thinking about any of those aspects of your life before the spiritual aspect of your life, you are a double-minded person, you're unstable in all your ways, and you ain't going to make it. Well, I don't believe he just said that. 
Well, somebody has to tell you the truth. Might as well be old Pastor Tony. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, that goes for all of us. Not one of us, two of us, three of us, young, old. Doesn't matter. All of us. Tony, all of us. Where are our loyalties? What are our minds fixed and set on? Do I wake up every day thinking, how much money am I going to make today? Or you know, what, what good thing can I get out of the kids today? Or whatever. All, and it could be very well-intentioned. could be virtuous as it relates to the world. No darkness. My brothers and sisters, I should get up out of bed. The first thing I'm thinking about is, what does the Lord want me to do today? Amen. The first thing I'm thinking of, Jesus, thank you for lifting my head. Jesus, please help my brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Jesus, please bless my children. I know there's a lot of you in this room and a lot of you listening or watching. My brothers and sisters, how many, how many times over the last couple of weeks have you just inexplicably just raised your hand and praised the Lord? I know there's at least one or two people in this room. Why? It's the Spirit of God in you, sister. It's the Spirit of God in you. That's God in you. That's being spiritually minded. That's, listen, that's saying this. I don't know what. How many times have you been woken up in the middle of the night, three in the morning, two in the morning? You don't know why, and you just have to start lifting up God in prayer, or your or whoever you're lifting up prayers to God. Amen. That's the Spirit working inside of you. That's being spiritually minded. Man, I want to sleep. Yes, yeah, so do I. But my brothers and sisters, are you here in my heart this morning? So, what are we going to do? We can't have our loyalties divided. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Let not that person think they'll receive anything from God. Did you ever wonder why you pray and pray and pray and you don't get what you're asking for? Come on. Are your loyalties divided? Are you double-minded? See, are you going ahead and you, you, you come to church on Sunday? And look, here's the other thing. Well, I go to church almost every Sunday. Really? Why, some Sunday is just not convenient for you? I, I don't understand how people can go ahead and think, well, if I go to church once in a while, God's good with that. When you have an opportunity to be with God's people, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as has become the custom of some, especially when you see that day approaching. My brothers and sisters, if you don't see that day approaching, then you're spiritually blind in one eye and you can't see out of the other one for sure. You better get saved. Oh my God, I don't believe he said that. I said it. My brothers and sisters, if you can't see that the day is approaching, you need to get saved. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, we need to get closer together. We need to meet Wednesday, Sundays, whatever it is that we're meeting, even if it's not doing anything but lifting up the name of Jesus together. Even if we're not doing anything but praying for our children together. Even if it's not doing anything, my brothers and sisters, just adoring and worshiping Christ Jesus our Lord. My brothers and sisters, when we meet together, the power increases exponentially. Something happens to you. Something happens to me. Something happens to the body of Christ. It's edified. It's built up. Amen? And don't and forget about it on Wednesday night. Man, there were people playing, praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of you people would have just said, oh, I'm getting out of there. Man, there were people praying in the Holy Ghost. They were pray- Come on! Amen. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, we are. I'm one of them. Absolutely, positively, without any question of any doubt. He gave it to me. Why wouldn't I want everything from the Holy Ghost that I could possibly have? Especially in the time that we're living in. Are you with me? Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I, I just I'm, I barely can contain myself right now, and and I and I appreciate all of you, all of you that are here, 
all of you that may be listening, I, I appreciate you. So I don't want you to think that I'm you know, trying to force some condemnation. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But you've got to be walking after the Spirit. If you're not walking after the Spirit, if you're double-minded, you're going to receive some condemnation. There's going to be some preaching of truth that you're not going to want to hear. Why? Because you're not walking after the Spirit. Listen, when I've, I've, been, I've had my toes stepped on many a time. And I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Sorry about that. I need your help. I need you to reposition me. There's this area in my life, evidently, that I've overlooked or that I've come, become relaxed in or <coughs> got comfortable in. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for pointing that out to me. Yes. Are you with me? But I got, my brothers and sisters, I, I, I don't, I, 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 it's just conviction. That's, that's what we need. We need to be convicted. We need to understand that God is for you. God is for you. God is for you so that when He's ministering to you like this, when He's telling you the truth, He wants you to be more conformed to the image of His dear Son, my brothers and sisters, so that you won't experience this stuff that's going to happen. Remember what the Apostle said when we were together, and I just said it when we opened. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. He said that 2,000 years ago. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And it said in the last days, evil is going to get more evil. It's going to, it's, it's, and it's happening. My brothers and sisters. Very, so I don't want my children, your children, our kids, to be subject to this. So now, when I pray, I want to, I want to know that I know that I know that He's hearing me. And, and now I'm reading this Word, and I'm looking at this Word, you see. And it's saying a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And it says that, listen, if, if I'm waving, if I'm wavering, don't let me think that I'm going to get anything from God. So I don't want to waver not even a little bit. What does the Word of God say? That's what I believe. Hallelujah. All right, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe I said that for me. <clears throat> for to be carnally minded is death. So if you're double-minded, you're not going to make it. That's what this is saying. This is not Tony. This is what the Word of God says. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I want to experience that Zoe. I want to experience the God-like life. I want to experience life on the, in this present realm. He's given me that. He's given me... And it, you know, I, I'm telling you all of what's going on in here, but even in the middle of all of this, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. God is for you. So even in the middle of any negative situation that you find yourself in, God loves you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. So even in the middle of anything and everything, you could still have... Look at what it says. Life and peace. So if I'm experiencing some turmoil and I'm not experiencing this irene or shalom, this wellness, this wholeness that God can provide for me, maybe because my mind is divided. Maybe it's because I'm pursuing things uh, sometimes according to the word of God, but other times not so much. Okay? So, God, so, so God isn't saying, okay, look, well, Tony, uh, you, you did okay here, but over there, no, so I'm going to throw you a little kick in the shins. No, God doesn't work that way. God's not punishing me. I'm punishing myself. I'm punishing myself. God wants to answer my prayer. God is, God is begging me to go to Him for wisdom. He's telling me, come to me for wisdom. I'm never going to turn you down. Never going to mock or criticize you. I'm never going to say that you should already know that. I'm never going to ever make you feel belittled for coming to me for asking for wisdom. No, come, because I want to give it to you. I want to pour it out on you. Come on. I want to pour it out on you. Amen? 
So I can experience this, this life, this life in Christ Jesus, this spiritual life. I can experience this peace, this wholeness, this wellness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. See, when you're thinking according to the natural, when you're looking at other, the worldly wisdom, when you're thinking about all of these other movements, these geopolitical movements, and this guy's wisdom, and that, oh, the wisdom of Oprah, I <laughs> the wisdom of this, and that one's wisdom, and the other one's wisdom. And the, when you're looking at all of that stuff, man, you're, you're going to miss it. You're divided. You're divided. You're, you're listening to the wisdom of the world. You can't have peace. And the, look at, and this is what it's saying. Because of that, listen, think about this. God isn't saying, well, that's not good. That's not good. Know what the Word of God said? That you're in opposition of Him. You've put yourself in opposition of Him. See, so you can say, well, you know, I I have nothing against God. I have nothing against His Word. Well, if you're not paying attention to His Word, if you're going ahead and listening to the wisdom of the world, if you're carnally minded, then you are at enmity with God. You are in opposition to God. His language, not mine. So you have to make a decision. Do you want to be at enmity or in opposition to God? Or do you want to be on God's side? Do you want to be part of God's plan? Do you want to be uh, God's kid? Do you want to be uh, working in coordination with God? My brothers and sisters, because all he's saying very, very specifically is, be spiritually minded, not carnally minded. Did I beat this horse dead or what? Hallelujah! I hope I did. For it's not subject, this is talking about the carnal mind, it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought we didn't have to worry about the law of God. Well, we don't. We don't. He is. He is. So, okay, that that does make sense. It makes total sense. Listen, first of all, I can't try to be good enough and try to keep man's wisdom and God's wisdom. It ain't going to work. I've already broken the law. I'm done. I'm at enmity with God. Listen, if I'm spiritually minded, then I already know that because the Spirit of God dwells inside of me. Now I'm walking after the Spirit according to the, listen, the principles and precepts of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Now I am, I am, see, because He fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the law. So now, listen. So now, yeah, I can't. The carnal mind can, but the spiritual mind can. Why? Because the spiritual mind is just following Jesus. And that law has already been fulfilled in Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Young people, old people, it doesn't matter. Listen. Do not walk according to your carnal mind, according to the lusts of your own flesh. Anybody and everybody. Well, I want to have a bigger house. I want to have more of this. I want to have my... Are you really... Is that your motivation? Is that your motivation? Or how about this? Lord Jesus, I want what you want. Lord Jesus, I want more of you. Lord Jesus, what do you want for me to do? Lord Jesus, what do you want for me to have? Lord Jesus... Come on! How come no one says amen or hallelujah there? Come on! Come on! Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to shout me down, but man, I, maybe, I kept, maybe I'm in the wrong church. Did I, maybe, I, maybe I missed a week and I went to the wrong building or something. Come on. No, Lord Jesus, what would you have me to do? Lord Jesus, listen, how about this, young people? Are you hanging around with the wrong people? What are they saying? What are you letting get into your mind? How about you older people? Same thing. 
Well, I'm trying to, you know, I got to get over, so I got to have business meetings with this one. I got to have certain meetings with that one. I got to go to dinner with that one. I got to do this. I got to do that. Why? I got to get ahead in my business and blah, blah, blah. That's what I... Really? If that's, if that's how it works in your business, go into another business. Oh, yeah. Easy for you to say, no, no, no. I'm telling you. If that's what it takes... Go into another business because if you're compromising because you want to get over in your business or because you want to be a, a more successful businessman, you're going to lose. Because why? Your loyalties are split. Your loyalties are split. So if you're compromising in anything that you're doing in order to succeed, you're going to fail. To be carnally minded is death. You've just put yourself at enmity with God. Boy, this is hard preaching. Hallelujah! This is the kind of preaching that makes somebody saved, born again, and victorious. More than a conqueror through him who loves him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. James 3. Where am I at? James 3. 13. Who is wise in understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. In the meekness of wisdom. Not all proud and boastful. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, did you hear that? See, you're jealous. You're looking at other people. If you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Don't make it seem like you're doing this because you're all in it for God and you know, God is so great in your life. And No. no. If in your heart, you know, you have bitterness and envy. You're jealous toward other people and you're comparing yourself to others. You're looking at what others have or do. And you're self-seeking. You want something. You want a reward. You want to be paid. And it's all about you, not what God wants, but what you want. Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, demonic. Are you with me? Man, that sounds bad. It is bad. For, we, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So what, what's your motivation, church? This is, this, this is the church. He's speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking to people in the church. What is your motivation? Are you carnally minded? Or are you spiritually minded? Are the good things that you're doing motivated from, listen, from wisdom from God and are done in humility? And this meekness of wisdom that, that the Spirit speaks to us? Or are you doing it so that you can be somebody or something? But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. I, I underline that. You know why? That doesn't mean, my brothers and sisters, that you have to tell somebody who maybe you may be debating or someone may be talking about, about something or there may be an issue that you have to say, well, I'm wrong. No, it doesn't mean that. But what it, doesn't mean, what it does mean is you don't have to stand there and argue so that they say they're wrong. It's not important for you to win an argument. Come on! See, why are you guys so quiet? Am I preaching something? It's not about winning an argument. And it's okay to be meek Humble, mild. You could still be right. That doesn't mean that the person in front of you has to say, you're right, and you're going to keep going on and on and on until you hear it from their mouth. No, that's what this is saying. You don't need that. You don't need that. You have wisdom from God. You have Holy Spirit inside of you. I don't need for a person to tell me that I'm right. Except my wife. No, I'm just kidding. 
I don't need that. What I need to do is make sure that, look, come on, come on, hey, Tony, hey, everybody, look, I just got to, look, come on, hey, look up, look up, look up. This, what does this say? What does this say? That's what's important. What does this say? Am I in line with this? Or am I taking part of this and a little bit of that? No, remember, I cannot be divided. I cannot be divided. It has to be wisdom from God. It has to be His Word. It has to be His Spirit. Amen? Okay, okay, okay. Willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I'm not trying to be anybody's enemy. And I'm not trying to... Uh, you know, stand up and, and be this holy warrior for God that is looking to just slice everybody's heads off or just, you know, throw flames. No. If, if need be, then Holy Spirit, I'm sure, will allow me. But my brothers, this is about, listen, being that, listen, that city that cannot be hidden. This means conducting my life according to the wisdom of God and all that we just read that that entails. My brothers and sisters, this is about being His child. Listen, this is about being His servant. This is about Him and not me. This is about me being able to yield what I think that I know to what He already told me that I should know. Last scripture. Because some of you are starting to sleep. 1 Corinthians 22. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, did you hear that? But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. I want more wisdom. I need more Jesus. Are you with me? Listen. I brought out the elements. I, I just was obedient. I felt moved to do that. Tony, just play any kind of instrumental right now, and we'll call the uh, praise team up in a little bit. Listen, I want you to, if you, want to if, you, if you want to serve your family or whatever, Mitch, you want to serve your family, that's fine. But anybody and everybody, if you want an element, I'm going to give some to Mom Prettyman and Michelle, but then anybody and everybody else, you could come up here and get it on your own as the music's playing. All right? But I also want you to, as the music is playing, to go to him in prayer. Make sure that it's right between you and him. Amen? And then we'll receive together. Go ahead, Tony. Tony.